Welcome back to the episode of Touch Icing. Tony Pickenich, Eric Johnson. We are fully entrenched in the Stanley Cup final. Game three was last night. Steven Stamkos making his triumphant but brief return to the team. But before he, he did score. Before we get to that, we need to talk about the newest member of the Florida Panthers Hockey Club, Patrick Hornquist. Who apparently lives in Amish country. Traded from the Pittsburgh Penguins. All part of general manager Jimmy Rutherford's plan to lead um, the Pittsburgh Penguins back to glory and one last Stanley Cup championship with their two stars perhaps on their the, – definitely on the back end of their career, but it, have one last great shot left in them. It is a new era in Pittsburgh, my friend. They acquire Mike Matheson and Colton Sevier. Which are no doubt going to help them get to the Stanley Cup Finals. Again. From the Florida Panthers. Now, there was some hang-ups with this trade. As Kevin Weeks broke that the trade was going through yesterday morning. And it didn't go through till today. There was a rumor going around that they could not reach Patrick Hornquist. And I believe that. <laughs> to waive his no-trade clause. And then it came down to insurance over contracts. And eventually... Injury settlement, right? Uh, an injury settlement in Florida threw in Colton Sevier. Just sweeten the pot for Jimmy Rutherford. My God. <laughs> Why? How is that? First of all, how is that not the craziest sports story that happened yesterday? <laughs> first of all. I I, uh, also, again, Patrick Hornquist apparently lives with no internet, Wi-Fi, or telephone. How can you not reach him? And why is Kevin Weeks? We love Weeks. Why? Because the phone rang. He looked at it and went, no. <laughs> now calling. Not Florida right now. Panthers. Nah. Um, no, but we love Weeks. But I don't know why he'd report this before the paperwork was official. It's the desire to be first. And Weeks is good at that. Yeah. Like, he's really good at being first. But he, he broke the Shattenkirk signing mm-hmm. back with the Rangers. He broke... Didn't he break Mark Stone? I, I'm not he broke sure. Some he broke some major Stone. trade. He did. He did break a major trade. But the, the fact that he broke it, and, and all signs were leading to the trade was going to go through yesterday until it's not going to because either they can't reach Patrick Hornquist or there's an injury settlement they got to go through the logistics of. And breaking, I really. Uh, breaking news from uh, Dan Kingersky. The Penguins locker room is not happy after trading Patrick Hornquist. I'm gonna get to that. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get to that in a second because I heard a lot behind that as well. But I really like to believe Patrick Hornquist saw it, saw his phone ring, and just chose not to answer it, knowing that his career all but over. Now because as of a member of the Florida Panthers. Oh, man, that's, who, that's tough luck. Could put whoever they want on that team. It's not going to make a difference because of the Florida Panthers. Now, let's talk yeah. about the negative effects of the image. It's the whole thing about image, though, with Florida. Honestly. It's, if they put another – we were talking about this off camera. But if we put this, you know, this roster that's on Florida on a nameless team, they're a playoff team. But because the image of Florida, that's why they're not viewed as highly as they should be. Yeah. It's the fact that it's always an empty arena. And the shitty rebrand they went through. 
a little bit ago. I why, don't take that logo seriously. Why are you doing a rebrand immediately after you won the division? Yeah. Nobody was complaining about their uniforms either. No. That's it's not, old. It's not like Ottawa where people were wanting to go back to the 2D. Nobody was complaining about and, the Florida Panthers. And listen, I'll, you know, we bust on Ottawa and we bust on Buffalo, but I'll give them credit. And Arizona to an extent too. When they say we want to go back to what it used to be, they listen. Yeah, and they, they have something good to go back to. Florida should go back to what they used to be. But they're not going to listen because they're Florida, and now Patrick Hornquist is stuck there. Hornquist got, Mel- Hornquist got his cups, though. If Scott Mellenby was in charge, I guarantee they'd go back to the old logo and everything. He got his, his cups. He, he's, he's fine. Yeah. But let's talk about the, the Pittsburgh Penguins locker room because I saw there was uh, turmoil in the locker room. A lot of people upset when they traded Carl Hagelin. And now it's the same thing with Hornquist being gone, a real locker room guy, a glue guy for that team. Jimmy Rutherford sees as not being as valuable apparently as Mike Matheson, and he makes that trade. They added cap. Yeah. They added almost an extra million dollars in cap, 750 k Which they wanted to free up cap to be a player in free agency and you do this, it doesn't add up. Well, as you know, they didn't want to go after Alice Petrangelo. It's all, all was said and done. You saw they yeah. wanted to go after? Listen, I, I, don't, I don't know what Jimmy Rutherford's plan is. They were trying to free up cap space so they could go sign Chris Tanev. Yeah, they want to give him, what, like six years? They're, they want to give him the exact same contract they gave his brother. Yeah. I don't I that don't doesn't fix the team. <laughs> I don't I don't know. If I'm Sidney Crosby, I'm looking at him going, really? And if I was Sidney Crosby, I would have the You've been there long enough, you've done enough that you can go straight to ownership and be like, listen, what the hell is this guy doing? He is, he is LeBron, essentially. He, can, he is the GM. You could tell, you know, hey. Oh, if he wanted Evgeny Malkin off the team, Malkin would be off the team. That's the type of power he has. He could take the second best player on the team and just say, I want him gone, and he'd be gone. Oh, boy. Always tough to see guys leave, but when you have the chance to compete next to a warrior like him for several years, it stings a lot more. At least we get to share the most amazing accomplishment in hockey. Two Stanley Cup emojis. Here's to horny Chris Letang. That's not. That doesn't sound happy. Hornquist has three years remaining on his contract at five point three mil. Colton Sevier one year remaining at one point two mil, and Mike Matheson six years remaining at four point eight seven five mil. That is for cat friendly. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Jimmy Rutherford is going to leave a mess for the guy who has to come in and replace him after this season. You think Jimmy Rutherford just calls some quotes after this year? I'm done. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be by his choice. <laughs> I think uh, Mr. Lemieux will call it quits for him. I Googled Colton Sevier's stats because I didn't know what it was last year. Dude. I forgot he was in Dallas. 16 points in 69 games. Yeah, that's not good. Plus two, six penalty minutes. 
unless there's some 114 shots, unless there's something like the advanced stat nerds love, I'm not seeing much. You know what every advanced stat nerd loves? What? Playing with Sidney Crosby. Just being in the presence of his greatness might make Colton Sevier and Mike Matheson better players. Take a look at Mike Matheson. Touching, touching the same puck he touches might turn them into superstars. Like it was supposed to do for, uh, oh my God, who was it? Was it Jared McCann? Yeah. What is this move for Florida? What are they trying to do? Mike Matheson, 59 games, 20 points, and a minus one. But the real kicker here is 2018-19, 75 games played, 27 points. He was a whopping minus 24. And plus minus, granted, not the greatest stat in the world. But if you're minus 24. Yeah, that ain't good. That, that's just, that should say something. What is this trade for the Florida Panthers, though? What are they trying to do? Because there's a different rumor out of Florida each week, it seems like. You know, Ekblad's on his way out. If somebody called for Barkov, they would have to listen. What is happening to that franchise? So, Florida, I look at this as a different perspective. I look at this as assurance if Hoffman and Dadanov both leave. Which, right now, signs point to that is going to happen. I think that's going to happen. Come October 9th. What I think is going to happen is they're going to buy out Hornquist if one of them resigns. Both of them leave, they're going to keep Hornquist in play. What if uh, only one of them – if one of them left, do you think they would still buy out Hornquist? I don't know. If both of them returned, I I would say – There's no point. Yeah. Now, the buyout window for the National Hockey League opens tomorrow, the first buyout window. And there's two big goaltending names that have been thrown around coming out of the Metropolitan Division. Uh, Corey Schneider for New Jersey, who still has two years left on his deal, I believe. And then uh, Henrik Lundqvist still has a year left in New York. Both candidates to be bought out. Which is not something you would have thought of when those two players signed their contracts. That they could be bought out in the final years of them. Because I remember Schneider got signed. He was... Top of his game, and now to see the difference from granted that was it was almost four years ago now. It's from then to now, it's it's staggering the decline he's been on. Same with Henrik Lundqvist. Henrik Lundqvist was in the Stanley Cup final six years ago. Seems like a long time, especially when uh, you look at what the Rangers have done in those six years. But he was still a serviceable goaltender up until really. The 2018 season, he was still a, a, a definite number one goaltender in New York. So you're looking at Schneider and Lundqvist. I'm more interested to see what happens with Mark Andre Fleury. He said that he doesn't want to leave Vegas. If he doesn't want to leave Vegas and he's not leaving, then they can kiss Alex Petrangelo goodbye. Yeah. Unless they're willing to move. You need to move Stastny and another contract. Which would have been Flurry's. Yeah. Flurry's in 725. I still don't get why they signed uh, Stastny when they did, because I thought that was way too much that they signed. Yeah. They have $5 million in cash space. So you're like, oh, that's not bad. That's doable. Uh, No sex to UFA. Cousins and Stevenson are both RFAs. 
Robin Leonard's and, getting five. Robin Leonard's getting five. So right now they are in the red. Yeah. They're over the cap limit. There's a lot of moves that have to be made if you want to consider Petrangelo. I do think he'll end up being traded. I don't think he'll be bought out. Uh, I think a team like Buffalo or Ottawa is very interested in Marc-Andre Fleury and would heavily consider trying to make a trade for him. And I'm sure uh, all Vegas would want to take back his picks when it comes to cap space clearing up or might even have to throw in something like a sweetener to get a team to take him in sort of a salary dump type of sense, which is not how you would expect the final years of Marc-Andre Fleury's career to go. I still don't get looking at this if they do trade Flurry or Stastny, how they would still be able to get Alex Petrangelo with the UFAs that they have, unless they're just going to let him walk. Because even if they do that, let's say they trade Flurry and Stastny, that's an extra 13 mil. So that's 17 mil. You have to get your RFAs and UFAs locked up. You sign liner, that's about 11 mil. They could do it. It's going to be tough, though. Yeah. It it also uh, tightens you up in future years, which is also something that the Vegas Golden Knights have to consider looking forward. They weren't far with the roster right now from Stanley Cup Final. Man, Mark so at 5 mil is looking like a steal. Same with Smith. Uh, Pierre Lebrun says if the Blues can't break the stalemate with Petrangelo, they'll entertain offers for a sign and trade. Also, Alexander Ovechkin is negotiating his own contract with the Capitals. That's per Pierre Lebrun. Seems like a lot of Capitals do that. Yeah, right? Also, the St. Louis Blues are considering that because they're the only team that could offer uh, the eight-year contract and potentially knock down the AAV making him more attractive to some other teams and more able to fit under some tighter salary caps for contending teams. Where do you think Petrangelo ends up going? Vegas. Really? Yeah, I do. See, I think he ends up in Toronto. Yeah. And those right now look like the two teams that are making the hardest push to get him. Because I, I heard a thing that Petrangelo would really like to be a Toronto Maple Leaf. I saw that too. Yeah, I but I don't know if Toronto's the most attractive destination in the East. I would say Vegas is the most attractive destination in the West. I think Colorado is. You think Colorado is? I think it's close, but I, I give the edge to Vegas just because of the atmosphere you're stepping into as well. But Toronto's a tough market to play in, but if you, if you're built for it and I think Petrangelo is built for it being a he's a leader in that St. Louis locker room, obviously, with the captaincy. So, he, he would be able to handle that spotlight. But Of course, he wants to go to two teams that are really struggling with the cap. Yeah, and two teams that feel like, granted, it may not actually be that way, two teams that feel like they're one piece away from being the Stanley Cup champion. Now, and Calgary has the cap to do it. Yeah, it's just, is there any desire to play there? I mean, they're on the reported three-team list. It's Toronto, Vegas, and Calgary. Yeah. But I really feel like out of the three teams, there's clearly a bottom team. And it's Calgary, yeah. Yeah. But if he goes there, I think they move up to that upper echelon in the West. Especially, well, first of all, that means Goudreau's staying. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to give him that until they get a, a goaltender. I need somebody to be able to stop a puck when needed. And we did not see that this playoff from them. 
Uh, no faith in Big Save Dave, huh? Nope. Not that much. And I was calling for him to come in some games in those Dallas series, and he came in and just immediately let me down. Like, there was one game he came in and they pulled him again. They came in mid-game, just get pulled again. It's tough. Calgary's a tough situation because they really should be going after – they should be players in Marc-Andre Fleury and not Alex Petrangelo because they need a goaltender. They might be in for players on both. Can they afford that? So, right now, I'm looking at Cap Friendly. Because if you do that, you might, you're more willing to move on from like a good draw. By the way, shout out to Calgary because they have Hamannick, Forbert, Stone, Gustafson, Brody, Talbot, Reader, and Ronaldo as RFAs. I do, not, I do not think Brody is coming back. If you, if you replace Brody with Petrangelo, you're That's fine. That's an upgrade. That is That's such good. an upgrade. But if so, you can't get Petrangelo, I think you make a little bit more of an effort to retain Brody. So this is what your defense is looking like if they sign Petrangelo. Petrangelo, Giordano, Hannafin, Rasmus Anderson, Valimaki, and probably Shillington. Mm. Maybe Hamannick comes back. That's a big maybe. They don't want to re-sign Gustafson. I heard that. The, the problem with them I, that I see is when it comes to players they're going to want to bring back, they're going to need to have decisions made outside of the organization first. Because they're going to go after some big players in free agency. And let's say that doesn't work out, and then they're more willing to bring which somebody very, else back. Which is very un-Calgary-esque, by the way. Yeah. But if that's the way they go, by the time they're saying, okay, we're ready to bring guys back, those guys could be gone already. You don't know. But it's the risk you take when you're going after big players like that, like a Petrangelo or a Taylor Hall. Who they're also reportedly in on. It's an interesting situation in Calgary because they're a team that should be closer and just are not. Feels like they're the team that has a missing piece, and if they get that piece, they're some insane. The thing is, you can look at them and say they have a missing piece, but what is it? To me, it's a goaltender. That's definitely a piece. But I do not think that puts them I, – I, I don't think that beats Colorado, and I don't think it beats Vegas. That's the thing. Because there were times their goal scoring disappeared, and there were times their defense disappeared in big games. I love how we're saying, like, they can't beat Vegas and or Colorado, and neither of them are in the Stanley Cup right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, a miracle run – from Anton Hudobin will do that. What if the Flames sign Hudobin? I just want to say Anton Hudobin has picked the absolute best time in his career to do this because this is his probably last shot at a big contract given his age. And in a contract year to go to the Stanley Cup final, to drag the Stars to the Stanley Cup final, Good on him. He's going to get paid. I don't know if he could do it over the stretch of a full season. Uh, but good on him. I, I don't – if Calgary gets him, I still don't think they, – they're going to uh, put it off as an answer in net. I don't think it is one, personally. 
I don't know where Hudobin goes because apparently he priced himself out of Dallas from what yeah. I heard. Yep, heard that too. Which, by the way, I think he'd rather do if he gets his cup. Yeah. Who do you put more? Because there's goaltenders that are available. Let's go through them. You got Holpe. Mark Andre Fleury is available via trade. So is Matt Murray. Uh, Lundqvist is going to be available. Hudobin. Right. Kempner is available via trade. Grice, you, Grice to say he's not coming back with the Islanders the other so day. Grice. Is Halak still in a contract in Boston? He is. He is. Okay. So, but where does Hudobin fit in in ranking those players available? It's that's tough. Yeah, because I listen. I do not like Matt Murray at all. I think he burnt out after the back-to-back I, cup wins. I think Matt Murray's okay. I don't think he's anywhere close to a first-round pick. Yeah, but. Are he and Hudobin close? I, the problem is it's so hard to gauge Hudobin. That's the big thing. That's what everybody has just stopped over. Trying to compare it to somebody in like another sport who did something like this. Nick I'm, Foles. Nick Foles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's who it is. He is Nick Foles. Yeah. Part of me wanted to say uh, Ryan Mallett, but that's not it. Uh, not Ryan Mallett. No, not Ryan Mallett. Um, well, two of that one game for Alabama. Yeah. It's just – it's a strange situation. And the team's going to pay him. And he's going to get a chance to start somewhere next year. I don't know if it's going to work out, but he's going to get the opportunity. Buffalo. That would be such a Buffalo move. <laughs> and let me tell you right now, if it's Buffalo, he ain't going to work out because it's Buffalo. They Nothing on him. Harder. It's got nothing to do with his ability or his skill. It's just you cannot succeed in those colors. They tried it with Carter Hutton, and now they're going to try it with uh, try it with Dudovin. I mean, they, they've some of the contracts there are ridiculous, and they're players that should be better. Jeff Skinner should be better. Kyle Oposo, when he signed with them, should have been better. And it, it's just nothing ever seems to work out in Buffalo for some reason. I don't know why. I, it's just – it always seems that way. And they are one more – I'd say – okay, not one more, two more. Like, if they're top ten picks for the next two seasons, or even maybe just after this season, they're going to have some serious issues. The rumor started swirling this offseason with Eichel. Imagine another season of just terrible effort. That Double-digit contract didn't mean. It was the Oposo contract that did him in, wasn't it? Yeah, it's not great. Although the Islanders must feel like they dodged such a bullet with that. Yeah, but they paid Andrew Ladd instead. Yeah. Okay. Touche. <laughs> Andrew Ladd, who did get some playoff games in this year. That's true. He got more playoff games in this year than Kyle Oposo's gotten in five years in Buffalo. Yeah. So who won? <laughs> who did better? Oh, man. NHL training camps open in uh, October 15th. It's going to look That's... a lot like phase two, the NHL said. Man, six, six days after free agency, you're going back to camp. <laughs> That's beautiful. 
I don't think I, I don't think the season's gonna start December first because Gary Bettman said no. he's very skeptical of it. I I think Christmas week is very doable. Uh, if not, I think first week of January. Yeah, they're like right around that same yeah. time period. Because uh, the NHL wants to get an 82 game schedule in. I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's going to be more around 60 games. Uh, and then really a condensed schedule that you can hopefully get back on a regular league schedule for next season. Maybe you push free agency back from July 1st to like July 15th or something. Uh, your Stanley Cup gets awarded in late June. Your draft, July 2nd, July 3rd. And then you're back on normal schedule. Then you're back on normal schedule. Which really isn't that bad. No. Considering the way they've handled this, it's not bad at all. It could have been way worse. The plan in place is, I think, solid for right now. So it's, it's not going to be followed, you know, specifically to what it is right now, but it's a good template for what they can do. Yeah, I can see it. I know Bentman said he doesn't want to go into the summer. Yeah, he said he wants to avoid it as much as possible, which makes sense. There were some games there in Toronto. Granted, they were playing a lot of games in a lot of days where the ice just looked bad. I, I think back to that Lightning Blue Jackets series. That ice just looked bad. All right, let's talk Stanley Cup final. Two games to one series lead for the Tampa Bay Lightning right now. Steven Stamkos coming back last night. He only played three minutes of the first period, but it was really the emotional aspect that propelled the Lightning to dominate the Stars last night. He scored, uh, got, didn't get the game-winning goal, had that taken away by Jason Dickinson late in the third period. But you could tell they had an extra step in them once Stamkos was out there. Once he stepped out for warm-ups, the energy was just something else on that bench. You think he's in for game four? I do not. I don't either. Yeah, I think uh, I think this is the only game he's going to play this series unless it comes down to a game seven. Which is wild that he scored a goal in yeah. one game. Um, I, I think if the Lightning win, how old is Steven Stamkos? First overall pick in 2008. Yeah. So I mean, some injury-riddled seasons the past couple of years, which he's is – Sucks to say because of how good of a player he is. I think if they win the cup this year, the conversations might start being had in the Stamco's household. About what about, he... about hanging him up. Because he has not been able to stay healthy really for what the past three, four years? 78 games, 82 games, 57 games. You know, here's the thing. We say what we want about Stamco's health, but 2016-17 was the only game where he played really a significantly less number. Was he just out for the playoffs? 2019-2020. Uh, wait, was 16-17 the year where he broke his leg? I believe so. On the post against, I think, the Bruins? Yeah, Lightning didn't even make the playoffs that year. Yeah. I personally think this, the Lightning, if Stamkos decided the injuries are too much, 
because this setback, he was supposed to be ready by the time return to play started. And then the setback pushed him all the way back to he's playing in game three of the Stanley Cup final. That's his first game of the playoffs. The Lightning looked fine without him. I don't think Stamkos makes or breaks the team. I think it's more Kucherov and Hedman. It's definitely nice to have that uh, luxury in Steven Stamkos there. I could see him stepping away. Or maybe giving it one more go and then stepping away if it goes bad next year. I could see him playing the contract. Remember he signed that – him signing that deal capped the craziest day in my lifetime in hockey. Oh, yeah. Because that, from the Hall trade earlier in the day to the Weber trade, and then Steven Stamkos was looking like he was going to hit free agency. It was going to happen. And then, boom, contract extension with the Tampa Bay Lightning. It was, that was just insane. That was like 30 day. minutes. Too. Yeah. Uh, right now, it's it's too early to know uh, whether or not he will return for Game Four. Yeah, he was. He did. He did come back out in the second period, not to play, but he was on the bench. He was skating around a bit, like looking like he was going to try and make an effort to take a shift, which is and, not meaningless. No, and it looked like that was the type of game it could happen. They had a big enough lead where you could have thrown him out there for a shift just to see how he did, but. Even in a 5-1 game that was eventually a 5-2 game, they still didn't even give him a, a shot. So this says there's something wrong there. And It's got to be the same injury, too. Yeah, because it looked like he was flexing his leg around when he was out there. I don't know. I, with all the unfit-to-play stuff, you never really hear what it is is, and it's just unfit. I, I don't know. I, I don't – I really think we took Steven Stamkos for granted, granted uh, for what he was because he was such a good player in his day. But I, I don't know if he – I don't know what he's got left in the tank. He had a 60-goal season. Yeah, he did. Oh, yeah, 11-12. Yeah, ninety-seven points. He's he's a damn good player. Love me some stammer. And he's obviously the leader in that locker room. You could tell. Oh yeah. Well, besides, he's not just captain just because they put a C on his chest. Yeah. Well, let's talk about what the stars can do to get back in this series. Um. Game one, they played a great game, uh, overwhelmed in the third period, and that, I think, gave Tampa Bay confidence coming into game two. But Dallas picked it up late in game two, and really from the start of game three, they didn't have a shot. I'm going to put that off on the energy Stamkos gave the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, I think they can win game four, but they need to play – a solid game in the defensive zone. They need to get in the way of more shots. Sagan needs to show up. Sagan should have scored last night. He had the puck skip over his stick when the game was 2-2. 2-1. Would have made it 2-2. Could have changed that a whole game. But it's just a player who's snake bit right now. 
can't buy a goal. And it's amazing that Dallas has made it this far without, without saying yeah. doing it. Now imagine back. he was playing, like playing, playing. Then Dallas would win the cup. Yeah, and it wouldn't be close. Uh, I think the Lightning are going to take this series, uh, I think, in six. I think Dallas think gets one more. Too. I don't know when. For some reason, I think if it goes seven, I think Dallas takes it. Yeah. But I could easily see this game going uh, five and the Lightning winning out, mm-hmm. even though I think Dallas takes one more in it. Uh, I, I think your con Smythe. Braden Point's a popular choice, so is – Hedman. Hedman. I, I think I'd lean Victor Hedman. I would lean Victor Hedman, too. Yeah. No curses for picking up that trophy, it looks like. Yeah. So far. So far. All right. Well, we got the NHL draft coming uh, October 6th, free agency the 9th. It's going to be a fun week. Uh, we're going to do an episode in between free agency and the draft. We're also going to do one after free agency, which is going to be amazing. We should uh, do one between. Be so we should do one between the draft and free agency. Well, yeah, we have a Thursday in between that, so we're yeah. going to get the opportunity to. Uh, we hope you enjoy the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, we'll be back after the Stanley Cup Finals. It concludes, so we can break down the champion and what they got to do to repeat next year. Uh, it, it, it was an unpre- unprecedented year, so it, it's good to see at least one team is a sus- suspected team in. They didn't let the break get to them. Tampa Bay was supposed to be a contender since the beginning of the year, and they have been. And whoever wins the cup this year earned it. They earned the cup. No asterisk. If there is, it's because it was harder. That's really what it is. So uh, we're going to see you next Thursday for an episode of Touch Icing.